in this fifth session on Ephesians 1, 11 to 14, let's try to get the big picture of how verses 11 and 12 relate to verses 13 and 14. And then in a couple more sessions, just take a few details here that are so important. But we need to get the big picture of what's going on here. In him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who first were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Break. In whom you also, not the we, but the you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him like we first hoped in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, our inheritance. Hmm. Unto the redemption of the possession of it, to the praise of his glory. Father, as we try to understand now the we and the you and why the shift, Teach us about we and you, that is, all of our we's and you's in the church. Show us some deep, deep things here that will have very practical effects on the we and the you of our experience. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what I'm going to suggest. I think Paul means we Jewish Christians. And you, Gentile Christians. Now, why do I say that? And what are the implications of it? You may remember that back in Ephesians 1.9, we noticed this word mystery. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. And one of the things we did was go to chapter 3 and see how Paul unpacks the mystery very explicitly. A mystery in the New Testament is usually something that has been hidden in the counsels of God, but is now revealed through the inspiration of his apostles. I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. So this letter is written mainly to Gentiles, even though Paul is Jewish. He is the main apostle to the Gentiles, the non-Jews. This mystery, what's the mystery? Is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs. Remember, we're talking about inheritance. In both units back here, the Jews, we have, in, have obtained an inheritance, and it is now fully shared with you Gentiles, so he's calling it our. Members of the same body, partakers of the promise, 
which is also there in 1, 11 to 14. In Christ Jesus through the gospel, which is also there in 1, 11 to 14. And then one more place to show the, the we and the you in this letter. Ephesians 2, 11, Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, that's Jews, which is made in flesh by hands, remember, you were at that time separated from Christ at that time, no longer, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens. You are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. This is adoption as sons in one five. And that adoption brings with it what? An inheritance. That's true for Jew and Gentile. So now we go back and notice. Here, Paul the Jew is describing his inheritance. And then he says, and you have the same one. It's the same foundation of God's working. It's the same means, Christ and the gospel. And it's the same goal, the inheritance. So we Jews have an inheritance, and you Gentiles share in the inheritance. It was secured for us by predestination and the working by God of all things together to support this predestination of our inheritance so that when we hoped in Christ, we were united to him and this became ours. Not all Jews inherit the kingdom of the Messiah if they reject Jesus. And it was unto the praise of his glory. Now let's compare the Gentiles. It ends on the same note. You Gentiles are also now to live for the praise of the glory of God. You too have the inheritance. It was guaranteed for you by the work of God. In this case, he's not stressing predestination. He's, he's stressing the work of the Holy Spirit, who himself becomes the guarantee. We'll talk more about that next time, perhaps. And the same means, the gospel of your salvation, you believed. So this hope in Christ here and this believing in him here are the same means by which Jew and Gentile come into the enjoyment of the inheritance to the praise of the glory of God. So the, the point is that this long sentence from 1.3 to 14 comes to its climax by saying Jew and Gentile, we and you 
have the same inheritance, the same way to get into the inheritance through Jesus Christ, the same guarantee for the inheritance, namely the sovereign divine working of God, either by his spirit or in predestination. And therefore, he is assuring these these Gentiles scattered all over Asia Minor, probably, not just in Ephesus, that though they are Johnny-come-latelys to salvation, whereas the Jews have been dealing with God for 2,000 years, they are not at any disadvantage. No disadvantage in Christ. That's the great note struck here. What the Jews have, the Gentiles have. And it is all owing to the sovereign grace of God so that we sing to his glory. We sing to his glory.